Welcome to Power Playthrough VOO Ranger Review Podcast. We are coming to you live from the Ranger Room in Mammoth King Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. I'm Freddie. And yes, Power Ranger Zio is here. And we didn't watch this episode last week and then not talk about it. We didn't do that. That didn't happen. Yeah. We didn't accidentally watch this episode because we didn't lay out our blocks. Yeah, because, you know, we're not professionals. Because we are in season four, and that is Bush League shit that we don't do. Yeah, we didn't do over a hundred episodes of this show. and Just just to do some buffoonery like that. No, not at all. So this is brand new to us. Yeah, not a week ago. But, um, yeah. Episode three. Yeah, of Power Rangers Zio. You want to talk about Power Rangers comics for a second? Sure. I'm excited to get to the point where they can be at Zio because they're just in, like, after the power transfer stuff. Mm-hmm. There's also that crazy Omega Ranger shit going on. Yeah. Which uh, is very exciting. Uh, I know you haven't read 41 yet. Is that is that going to be, like, a... Is that going to be its own thing? Well, there's like an A, a B, and a C storyline happening right now. Um, a storyline is uh, White Ranger's here. He's got some like crazy... Well, A storyline is uh, Lord Zed has brought in Dane, the... Yeah, 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 the, yeah, 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 yeah. The Red Doggy Kruger. Yeah, the Red uh, Anubian. Yeah. So, that's storyline A. Storyline B is a sub-storyline where White Ranger is feeling all kinds of powerful, but he's not eating or sleeping. That's, and that one's wild. Yeah. C storyline is that the Blue Morphin Master has recruited Jason to fix the timeline, and he's brought Zack and Trini along, and there are people attached to the Morphin Grid that it's like corrupting them, and they are Ghostbusters-style catching them and putting them into Rita Repulsa-style dumpsters. And if they can convert them, they're making them Omega Rangers, like the Blue Omega Ranger. Oh. So. Okay. That shit's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. Wow, man. I love how ambitious that comic is. Yeah. I really do. It's... That comic is the reason the power playthrough is a thing. Yeah. So that that reignited your your spark yes. essentially. Yeah. I've always liked the show. Yeah. But it, it you you like I mean like you always like kind of leaned like to writers, you know. Writers and Sentai. Yeah. It's been my yeah. bread and butter in the ambition of a new storyline that's way off base. Yeah. Because like the first seven issues of the comic book, I was reading it. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is a new, like, kind of more adult, darker take. It's happening now. 
this will be fun popcorn for me to read until I'm tired of it. And then Drac showed up. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is my shit. Yeah. And then Shattered Grid happened. I was like, oh, shit. This just completely reinvigorated you. Yeah. Like, and you're just, you know, you're just, you can uh, unabashedly say that you're a Power Rangers fan now. Yeah. 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 So. Right on. <laughs> yeah. But. Good job. Boom. You are responsible for this. Yeah. So, like it or not, your fucking fault, (laughs) Kyle Higgins. (laughs) Blood's on your hands. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, man. Yeah. Bryn likes to... She's like, you like Lord Draken a lot. And I go, I think I like that he reinvigorated my love for for Power Rangers more than I like him. Because he's kind of a whiny bitch. Yeah. I mean, Ranger Slayer is kind of where it's at in that storyline, but the Omega Rangers, yeah, the Solar Rangers, like the those looks, yeah. Sentai look. The one thing that comics give me in it is that they can be more ambitious with the way that costumes look because they don't actually have to put them on people. Because uh, I don't. I'm sure the people listening to this are deep into it, and they watched the Shattered Grid, like, short. But the Draken costume is so plain and looks bad on JDF because the way they made those shoulders on him are way bigger than they need to be. But Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a fair critique. In drawing, it looks incredible. In drawing, the Ranger Slayer suit looks great. I've never seen a really good cosplay of it because... They're all printing that armor that she has on her arm on yeah. onto the suit, but not not all of that. And like the Solar Ranger suit looks like it's going to be glittery and flowing, and that's going to look bad whenever somebody tries to wear it. Well, who knows? We'll see. There is already an Omega Ranger cosplay. Yeah, and it looks incredible because those suits look—they look the most viable. I got you. Yeah. Well, we'll see. See what what uh, how we get, see what happens at PMC. Speaking of suits, though, Zio Ranger suits—they're just so cool. They right? are. Um, I like the co- I like the uh, the like the chest design. Like I just like that. It, it's very. It's such a plain suit with an intricate design on the chest. Um. I always li- I thought the Kaku Ranger Alien Ranger suits were fine. They're very plain. In the sense of Alien Rangers, they don't make sense and they look kind of weird. Yeah, they don't give you. Th- I I f- I feel you on that. But with the Kaku Ranger like story, they're perfect. Yeah, but they uh, nothing tell nothing like screams to you like Alien. This is from nothing about it makes you think this is of a different world. Nothing about it makes me feel like it comes from a water world. Specifically, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe, um, maybe. Well, in the comics, I know they've been there. Have well, we only in Shattered Grid? Have uh, have like did they show them on their home planet? Like mm-hmm. morphed? No. Maybe, like, what would be cool is if those suits we see are the suits they use outside of their planet. You know, like that's just maybe like that's their away team kind of like gear maybe maybe like maybe they have their own like kind of like uh i don't know like 
maybe there's like a whole different shebang going on on Aquatar itself, and they have like their own like Aquatar Ranger suits there, but they're not sustainable in a world that isn't entirely water or something like that. I mean, I don't know. Thank you. Maybe we'll find out what the squishes look like on the squish tar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on squish tar. On squish time. <laughs> but that's probably pretty far down the line because we just hit White Ranger time. Mm. And I'm sure they have a lot of White Ranger stories to tell. Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna tell some we're gonna tell some squishing. We're gonna tell some Zeo <laughs> stories. <laughs> I, squishing S- is so fun sit to Sit down say. and have a squish. <laughs> the first episode that we're gonna be talking about today is gonna be the shooting star. Which was written by Jackie Marchand, directed by Vicky Braunau. This one aired April 24th, 1996, five days after my sister's birthday. They turned four. They probably got great gifts. I was probably pretty jealous. Uh, At this point in time, we were having McDonald's birthday parties because McDonald's used to let you have a birthday party in it. Mm hmm. Yeah, Ronald there. Ronald would show up. You'd get. the premium toys that they would sell with the value menus at this point, it was probably 101 Dalmatians. Would it be? Yeah. That was usually a Christmas thing. 101 Dalmatians. I remember one of their birthdays at McDonald's that they that was what was going on? gave out. Probably, they were probably just left over. Yeah. The snow globe Christmas ornaments that were all 101 Dalmatians themed. But they came with premium stuff, kind of like the Power Rangers movie toys. Mm, mm, mm. Gotcha. The, not the like not I, the I, communicator not and the, that, like, but not the, the little like, with the not, figure. Not the four or five fucking nonsense, like breaking it back, but the actual like the, like, the Ranger figure that came with the cart version of their Zord that they sat in. Yeah. Um, which honestly I used probably to... Probably the best version of the Zords that is outside of the deluxe Megazord configuration. Yeah, I'd say so too. And also those figures, I use them for everything. And those figures yeah. are the best rendition of the <laughs> movie are. costumes. Cause, yeah, because they got the sculpted, like, they're. yeah, it's weird. They, they are. They absolutely are. Until Bandai released the six and a half or five and a half inch versions yeah. in twenty. 16 or 17. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I use those figures for everything, and yeah, that definitely felt like a premium toy. (laughs) Uh, So, this episode has a weird sub-storyline of Tanya is still new in school. How many days was this since the last episode? In In real time? Yeah. Uh, The next day? God, no. The first two episodes aired April 20th and 23rd, and this was just the next day. This was Tuesday. All right. I got to know how much time has passed, because Tanya is just already acclimated. Yeah, she says she's new in school. And, and she's like, still, like she says, yeah, I'm doing okay, but I still feel like new kid in town. So that gives me the impression that it's supposed to be a reasonable enough amount of time has passed. For there, for her to not even like, for her to even question that, because of course you feel like new kid school. How long has it been? A week? Yeah, you just came from eighties Africa 
to modern day society in California or yeah, she talks about how lucky she is to be able to have moved in with Cat and her family, and Cat's that, got a family. That but brought she up was questions. a fucking cat before. Who's her family? Has her family been in? Wait, wait, no, she moved here with her family. And but then she, Rita stole yeah, yeah, her? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, cause she was talking to a boy or something. A tangaman. A tangaman. Yeah, in the park, and Rita's like, yeah. I'm going to take you, Blondie. Yeah, you a cat now. And then I guess her, like, I guess she was gone for just a little bit, and then she came back to her parents, but then we just did not see her parents whatsoever. We still haven't seen her parents. Maybe we saw her parents once? I don't even know, Dan. this this show has, I mean, like, in season one, we saw a lot of parents, but we know that Billy doesn't have a mom. That's why he freaked out when they're like, my mom called? She's yeah. been dead for 20 years. <laughs> um, yeah, wait. How is Aisha's parents? Uh, Zordon explains that they changed the timeline to where Aisha's parents were in Africa at that point. They just kind of... You lied. Z- Zordon fucking lied. That's a lie. I, that's Zordon... No, no, Zordon. It, like, I bet there's flyers up <laughs> for Aisha. But, like... Tanya talks about how lucky she is to have moved in with her best friend, Kat. Like, your friendship manifested like that? That's your best friend? Yeah. Okay. Cool, I guess. She already speaking to one of the the baseball stars on the team. This dude, Sean, comes up and goes, hey, can you help me out with this this studying? Yeah, algebra. I'll be at our, this is Tommy and my best friend, Kat. I'll be at our usual table, Tanya. You got a usual table already? You've been here longer than a week. I want to know how much sure. time has passed because that uh, th- it's just things are too comfortable. Things are way too comfy. But also at the same time, will the Machine Empire sit that long? Sean is the star of the baseball team, and he's got eyes for Tanya. William is in the power chamber. I'm going to let you know, for the rest of his time here, I'll no longer call him Billy. He's 30. He's wearing turtlenecks. He is running the electronics department of the power chamber of Zordon's whole thing. He's not Billy anymore. They're going to call him Billy, but to me, he's William. He's William Cranston. Yeah. His friends call him Will. He's a, he's a, he's now an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> so he starts talking about the new Zeo Zords that he's creating. Yeah, pretty and, stoked. Uh, inside the Machine Empire, they are talking about how they need to come up with a plan to destroy the Power Rangers, and Mondo is talking to Machina, and Machina's like, "You're so devious," and Mondo goes. Not in front of the boy, Machina. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like she's getting all lubed up. So like, Rocket walks by, and he's like, not in front of the boy, that's me. Yeah, and he just uh, fat My kid. parents are going to fuck. Yeah, he just fat kids his way through the shot. Like, it's really good. Meanwhile, at Bulk and Skull's house, Rito and Goldar are still doing cleanup duty, and they're kind of like, it's not good enough. You didn't clean our bike good enough. Let's talk about what they're wearing. Talk about what they're wearing for a second. So they got the we got the gags going with like they're wearing like made kind of outfit. They they like have the the little like aprons on. Rito is dressed like a French maid. Rito's dressed like a French maid. He's got maid. the little 
round apron in front of him. He's got the little headdress on. But we need to talk about Goldar's mm-hmm. situation here because you may you may think you you may think you sly. You may think you slipped this past, but hold the fuck on. I need to know which one of them, Bulk or Skull, is turned on by Goldar because they got him in an outfit where it didn't come with other pieces. This is this is it. This is a titty made costume. Yes. This is like this. Okay, so he's got like one of those aprons where, um, like, uh, you would think. You could like, or I should say, I should say you could maybe argue that it's just one of those like the front aprons that just sit like like in front of like the like around your waist. Oh, like those kind. You you could argue that. You could argue that. But this motherfucker. Also, you can't argue that because let me tell you why. This shit comes down, so it comes. Straps come down over the front, right? It hangs way too low. Like, the straps are way too long. So this isn't something that, like, sits higher up on the chest. It just came down. This is this is sitting where it's meant to sit. Because this is sitting where it's meant to sit. The apron part comes down just to past the crotch level. Just a little bit over the coot. And the straps, they come up just enough to place over a pair of breasts, but they're also... Sheer, yeah, with floral patterning in them. It's a lacy, sheer material that is meant to be tantalizingly, um, yes, exposing. There's enough fabric over the area where your nipples would be to where you wouldn't be able to see them. You just see a little bit of areola, and it is. Filthy. (laughs) They put it on this golden guy. Who the fuck? Who brought this? Who brought this? Did they know? Someone knew. Like this had to be. This was a. This was like a in joke, right? But I do think that that was probably supposed to be for Rito because he has those eyes where his nipples would be. Maybe like they did do that, and they're like, "That's two on the fucking nose, guys." Switch yeah, it, switch put it on the, Goldar. Put it on a Goldar. Holy shit, you guys uh, are fucking deviants. But like, we don't got time to get another outfit, so just switch them. Yes, that thing is absolutely, but it's absolutely a a titty made costume. Yeah, no he, fucking doubt. He yeah. is definitely dressed as a sexy maid, and it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable from the moment you notice it. If you were just watching it, because. We were just watching it, and the second time that it comes around is when I was like, hold on, hold the fuck on. Yeah, yeah. What is Goldar wearing? Yeah, it is It is exactly what we described. Check it out for yourself. So they decide that the motorcycle is good enough, and... Yeah, like, Rito breaks the mirror on it, by the way. Yeah, Bulk and Skull go out for a test drive, and they, Bulk they, asks Skull to hit the hyperdrive because they run into some cogs. And they do until the engine blows out where more cogs show up. And they think that they're about to attack Bulk and Skull, but they're not. They just walk past them. Yeah, like, um, so we find out that, well, Alpha and Zordon see the peril of the cogs. Yeah. At the school, we find out that Sean's a little bit of a cheater. Yeah. He's got, he's got the, uh, the answer sheet to the test. Tanya 
is getting upset with him. She is so distraught by you this. Just She's distraught to a level that, yeah, this is high school. Yeah, bless- this is the kind of thing where this could ruin your life. Bless your heart, Tanya. Bless yeah. your heart for being this pure. But, shit, I wouldn't bat an eye at this. Then again, I'm, you know. I- Tanya acts the fuck out of this. It's overacting for sure. But well, I think it. that this is how it was written. She, yeah, she, she, uh. Nakia. Yeah. You doing it. Yeah, she is. She's giving it. Yeah. This is like some real daytime drama kind of acting going on here. Yeah, the yeah. way she talks at this man. This is some days of our lives shit. Yeah, she's you're like. Th- you're doing it. I know baseball's important to you, but this is not the way. You know, like, just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like real fucking serious And Sean's like You know he's what like, He's like This is my only option yeah. I gotta play Yeah <laughs> I'm gonna go hit some balls And he goes off to the batting cages Tanya gets the call That the cogs are just cogging it up Sean goes If you don't see it my way Maybe we shouldn't see each other anymore You're dating? Yeah. I think that happens at the batting cages Yeah I think he says that at the bat Because he's just fucking Like yeah, every time it cuts back to their interactions, it's super high drama. <laughs> like he's a, he's Sean, he just what rip, are you doing? He's just ripping it into some balls at the batting cage, batting angry, real angry. She comes up to him, lacing her fingers through the cyclone fencing, pleading with Sean. Sean, to, you could just study with me. Yeah, you could. We it. could get you that B that you need to stay on the team. I got no other option. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> They need me. I gotta do the steroids <laughs> and kill my mother. <laughs> I got nothing else. You don't understand. If I'm not on the team, the scouts won't see me. And then I won't be able to go to college, even though I'm 26 and playing a high school student with a very, very high top fade. <laughs> we, what we're saying here is Tanya got into the thick of things. In a fucking, with the quickness. Yes. In a hurry. But, uh, yeah, cog fight. The Zeo Rangers fight the cogs, and they show off some moves. The Zeo Ranger power punch. Yeah, we, Zeo see, Ranger. We, we see Adam's double punch. Yeah, and it's which very stiff. Doesn't look cool. But then again, I don't think I've ever seen, like, a double punch. Ghost punch, man. Well, he's jumping. The, no, he could do it standing, too. Ghost punch is the only punch. Yeah. He fully extends. Like he jumps into it. Yeah. I don't know. But the the green green zero ranger double punch, this the square. It it just feels <laughs> stiff. Yeah. It's not it's not great. So King Mondo and Machina decide that Staroid is gonna be the one and they're working on making Staroid ready to defeat the Rangers. A giant monster. How could they combat? The giant monster. Well, it's a good thing Billy was talking about the Zords earlier. The batting cage scene that we just talked about earlier happens. <laughs> it's high drama. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Staroid is completed and ready to be sent down. So Zordon calls upon the Rangers who are training yeah, d- in Tom- the juice bar gym. Tommy and Adam are doing a sequence. Uh, Tanya comes in. Uh, well, Catherine well, and Rocky come in. Then Tanya comes in saying, guys, i got to talk to you about something. It's real serious. I don't know where to start. And Adam makes a joke about it. He goes, whatever you got, it's probably not that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of wisdom. A <laughs> little bit of wisdom there, i got to say. But they get the call from Zordon. They get interrupted. They get to the command center. They see that the, the uh, Staroids, 
Staroid's gonna. He's just gonna be fucking things. He's gonna, gonna give it to you. Staroid's <laughs> gonna, gonna give it to you. Doesn't really flow, but yes, Staroid's gonna give it to you. Yeah, and uh, they talk about the Zords for a minute, and Billy's like, "The Zords aren't ready." And he's like, well, you know, some shit's about to happen, and they're sending in a giant monster, so we're going to have to do the Zords. It's like, okay, I guess. We get the morph sequence. It's pretty dope. We get the full, like, first time. Well, all the Zords are explained to them first. Yeah, like, uh, you get, uh, Adam, you get the, you, you get the bull, strength of the bull. Uh, Rocky, you get the mysticism of a sphinx. Yeah, uh. But your your main thing is is that you drive, you drive the battle forward. Yeah, Cat uh, and Tanya, you're getting these artillery swords. They have all of the firepower. Yeah, they like, they look very. They were always my least favorite because I mean, think of what we've had up to this point. You know, think of all the swords we've had up to this point, and then we get to here, and then we have something that totally throws off the the whole kind of scheme. Yeah. Because now we have these not animal looking at all just but I don't rem- turrets. I don't remember this Zordon speech from watching Zio cuz maybe I didn't watch this episode. But the explanation that like you guys can't move yeah or do anything. You just are all firepower. Yeah. So I always kind of sh- I always kind of shat on on those ones, the legs, because I was just like, "Who gives a fuck? Look at them; they don't do anything. What could they do?" Yeah. But um, watching this episode and seeing that they are like, they're the, like you said, they're all firepower. That's all they are. But they don't have any maneuverability, so the other ones like move like they're the chariots for them. You know, like the whole I don't know the teamwork thing, and then also this whole like this introductory Zord sequence is really, really, really awesome. Yeah, because we see both the uh, like the turrets go off. We see the full armament armament of them going off along with their respective like. Um, uh, Steed under <laughs> their carrier, you yeah. know, which is really sick. We see the bull just fucking gore like a shitload of the the uh, the uh, machine Octifiders. empire, the octofighters. We see them gore a shitload of those and and uh, stomping on them too. The sphinx bites one out of the air, which is really cool. Uh, they're it, awesome, awesome, except for Tommy. And you know what, Tommy gets the. The speed and maneuverability of a jet fighter with this. And he goes into battle with the Octa ships, but then just gets caught up in some power lines. Like, this motherfucker didn't pilot the Falcon for such a long time. And you know what, Tommy? You're shitty. (laughs) You came out with the Dragon Zord, and the Dragon Zord did shit, but the Dragon Zord was a living, breathing Zord that you controlled via flute. You didn't get in it and pilot it. The Dragon Zord knew what it was You didn't need to doing. micromanage it. It did its thing. You gave it some... You gave it very, very, like, loose commands, which is attack, use this, and that's about it. Like, it, like for the most part, it, it, it took care of itself. Yes. You know, it, it, it did its own thing. This is the same thing as the first time that you Tiger Zord. The first time the Tiger Zord comes out, you got super fucking excited and flipped your fucking car. Yeah. And it was stuck in a ditch, mewling like a sad cat. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got the Falcon, but the Falcon was Subasamaru. And Subasamaru 
was a living, breathing God. Yeah. That knew what it was doing. And so the only was... time it got fat, the only time it was like taken down was when the suck beast <laughs> that took its powers yeah. grabbed it and flung it into a mountain. Yeah, because. Th- because it was God, there's no there's no footage of Subasamaro being a fucking fool. Yeah. yeah, there's no there's there's no footage of that. I'm I'm looking forward to O Ranger to see why this happened, but literally nothing. Tommy does nothing the first time we see him in the Zord. They all get this cool time to show off their powers, show off like what they do and all that. Tommy just simply dodges some Octafighters. And but that dodge gets him caught in power lines that he can't get out of. Also, the like yeah, they're it's a fucking like tall power lines. But, but why would you be? He still has to be flying relatively low. And when you see the Zord caught in the power lines, he's still so much bigger. I think that he would have cut through them all. It's really pathetic looking enough. though. It's really really pathetic. It's like. I it's like some watching someone get somehow caught in a lawn chair, you know. Yeah. And so how did you end up in this predicament? What could have possibly led to this? I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know why they left that in because it just makes them look stupid. It just really makes them look bad. And nothing happens that like is pertinent to the battle because of him being caught in it. Like nothing at all because Staroid just turns into a big pinball ball and just rolls over like the ground team. And this is how he overpowers the team, is that he's an impenetrable ball now. Yeah. And he is. So Tommy being tangled in the power lines does nothing to progress the battle. It doesn't give any stakes. It literally does nothing. It does nothing at all. So all it serves is to make Tommy look like the most incompetent Zord pilot there's ever been. Yes. So... They bring them together. They're told to make the Megazord. They all put their Zeo crystals in, and they become the Megazord. And we get an incredible uh, forming sequence because they're kind of told, okay, you're doing good now. Okay. Now, Adam, lock with Rocky, connect with the feet, and now I will come in. And all of the seats, they merge together into the one tiny, tiny cockpit. Yeah, yeah, they're all, like, all their... Which <laughs> definitely can't be in the head, because they're all going down. Yeah, all the seats, yeah, ha- are, like, sit on a, like, a rail system. Which uh, which makes me think, like, since they're all going down, then does that mean, like, what about Tanya and Kat? It has to be in one of the feet. That would doesn't that'd make, be weird. This doesn't make any sense. It looks cool. Doesn't make sense, but it looks cool. It's just all their seats on like this this rail system, and they all come down to meet at a central point. But in order for it to be a central point, that means cat they would have to go lower than the feet, so it doesn't work. But eh, fuck it. It looks cool. They get in a cockpit. Cockpit's pretty small. Cockpit yeah. is snug. Yeah, it's it's a tight fit. Yeah, but they s- we get into the battle. They summon the sword, and then they just cut the ball in half. They chop him. His pieces go everywhere. Yeah. We really think that's it. So he, a a smaller ball, floats up in the air, and they're like, oh, shit. It grows big. All of the pieces of Staroid float around it like he's going to reform. So they just power up the sword, cut him again, and that is the end. That is the end. (laughs) He's dead. King Mondo's like, those fucking rangers. I can't believe those little bitches. Yeah. We're going to make better monsters and fucking kill them. I'm going to still beat them, though. Yeah. I'm going to still beat them. 
Don't worry about it. That was a minor setback. <laughs> we yeah. Or, Tanya, Sean, we are <laughs> soft lit. Yeah. Uh, in the study hall, we're having a serious talk. He goes, I turned in this test to Mr. Kaplan so that I could study with you. Yeah. I turned in the answers. Yeah. Don't don't worry. We're all good. Don't give up on me. He goes, I still need to study with you. Let me study with you. And she goes, I don't know, Sean. Let me check my planner. I have an opening. Oh, when? When can we study? Right now. And he takes her by the arm. They walk to a table, look at books together, smile at each other, because study time, love time is back on. I want to see a cut of just that. Like, <laughs> just, just those parts, because it feels so different. From everything else, the tone of the episodes completely changes when it goes to the Tanya Sean stuff, and Sean calls her Tanya, Tanya, like he's a Canadian, like he's Chris Jericho. Uh, <laughs> uh, the little uh, little stinger at the end is actually a instead of being like a gag, it's just. Like I mean, a it's, a, it's a it's a no, like I um, instead of being a gag. Like it normally is, like a blooper reel. Instead of it being a gag, like it normally is, like a blooper reel. Instead, it's kind of like a a catch up on what what's happening with Bulk and Skull, like after the battle or after the Cogs like pass them up. Yeah, we we see like I don't know. It was an interesting little just additional, just to show you what happened to Bulk and Skull. I guess I don't know. Uh, they ask Lieutenant Stone, they're like, think about what your life would be like without us. And he just looks off into the sky and he just smiles like, <laughs> you. I'd never be happy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It's pretty good. I liked it. Hmm. <laughs> Tarjay Rangers. Well, a second. we'll talk about this next episode coming up right after these messages. Our next episode, Target Rangers, which aired April 25th, 1996, another day later. Just another day later. Mm -hmm. This one's directed by Stuart St. John, directed by Vicky Brownog. Mm -hmm. What I like about this episode and the next episode is that Just it really uh, ends on a nice fuck you to Rangers that we, we aren't really too crazy about. It is, Rocky's yeah. really growing on me, but Rocky moving down, um, Art said it best. Rocky moving down to the mid card was the best thing to happen for him. Yeah. It was the best thing to happen for him. Like knowing his, pl like them understanding and utilizing his place as a, as a solid mid carder. Comedy mid carder. Yeah. <laughs> that's his role. And that's, he's much better in that than he ever was. That's just like a, a kind of like ignored Red Ranger. <laughs> Adam could have been a, a good Red Ranger, I think. I think so. But, He's a good second in command. He's also funny. He's also like the most deceptively funny out of all of them. Well, he's got know, some dry humor that's really dry delivery that's really good. You know, depressed people usually are. That's the funniest. true. That's true. That's very, very true. You know, the funniest person in our crew is Justin Goldberg. Yeah, and he hates himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, man, we start this episode in a junkyard where cogs are putting together just a bunch of trash yeah they're just getting shit finding it making use of it we see two cogs like doing some pretty funny visual gags where they're like carrying like some kind of like tube and they're doing the like 
they're they're doing they're straight up doing like the Ninja Turtles three opening where they're dancing to ZZ Top and they're like strutting in a line. Yeah, they're doing that with this tube. Like eh, they're just picking up bullshit. Yeah, like our king will be so pleased. They go back to uh, the Empire where they have a uh, Clank the uh, Orbis. Orbis. Orbis is the little one. Clank's the big one. They have Orbis on the operating table. Yeah, little... just impromptu surgery. Yeah, they're just tearing into him, adding stuff to him, stretching out his bits. Yeah, because they're going to add bits to him so that he can start to make monsters grow. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll launch his power against the Rangers, and we'll yeah, make th- things big. Is on this way, we don't just have to make shit big. Like, yeah. we don't have to, like, design it as big. We can just make things normal size, and then we make big. It saves. It, you'll, 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 be, you'll be flabbergasted at how much this saves. <laughs> yeah, and then... Clank's just kind of going, hey, nothing's going to be that big of a deal. It's yeah. not. It's just minor modifications. And they're like, yeah, and your modifications are coming now as well. And they just strap him on the table and start working on him. Do He's some like, real hostile shit on him. Yeah. <laughs> I hope in O-Ranger he's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully today. Anyway, in the study hall where, uh, where we just were in the last episode, we see... Um, we see like a bad, bad, bad computer game going on, where it's our, it's our monster. Yeah. It's our monster of of the episode. Two uh, different colors. Two different colors fighting each other, and it's like a fighting game, but also it's one of those educational games posing as a as something fun. Yes, because we see Rocky and this thirty two year old woman, <laughs> much older woman, and. A- like it's not much, in a, much older than than high school. Woman. It's not a, it's not in a bad way. It's just very funny that they employed this young woman to work alongside Rocky who is like 22 yeah. it looks like at the time cuz I think he's just barely in his 40s right mm-hmm. now. He's one of the younger ones. Yeah. yeah. And they are working together as high school love interests. Now the entire time while we were watching this, we were making jokes about how her grade really depends on this because she needs to get her GED because yeah. she had a kid in high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we were saying, like, this is just the learning annex. This yeah. isn't high school or anything. She's just working. This is, like, she's 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 looking to better herself. Yeah. Rocky's she really l- needs to get into DeVry. Hey, Rocky's looking to slip it in because I got to say, he's pushing Real bad, yeah. Because she's really, int- she's really trying to to, uh, she's really trying to put the finishing touches on this program. So it's a, like I said, it's an educational game posing as something fun. Because the monster asks you a question, and if you get it wrong, you lose life. Yeah. Where if you he get it right, at you. if you get it right, he like your monster shoots at him, and you you do damage to him. So that's the whole thing. It's like. Uh, it's a trivia trivia game about like Angel Grove history. Yeah, and she's trying to figure work out the bugs and and Rocky this whole time will be just like, like so. There's this dance on Friday. You doing anything Friday? And she goes. She's trying to. She's working on the the Angel Grove High School data net. Uh, whatever. It yeah. Was. So she's like working on this whole thing, and she is like, yeah. I have to go home and work on this. I can't be yeah. around you Why, out there. Yeah, she's like, this isn't working right. It's all, on Friday, um, I don't know if you have anything going on. And she keeps like, 
she keeps it. Um, she keeps cutting him off. Like he's being. I don't want to say problematic, but he's being a dumb boy. He's he's doing that. Like maybe if I just keep asking, one day she'll say yes. Then yeah, it's like this is just not. It's like hitting on someone at their work. You know? Yeah. Kind of vibe. What the fuck you doing? No one there for that. They want to go home. Yeah. They don't want to be talking to your dumb ass. Yeah, so she's like, I, 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 need to, I need to really work on this Rocky. Shut the fuck up. Stop. I'm going, I'm going home. I'm going to set a password for this. He's like, I'll, 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 I'll take care of the password. You can, So you talk to me again. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a reason to come to me. I take password. She's like, don't give it to anybody. And the password that she writes down. We yeah we actually like I saw it being typed I saw that something was actually being typed on the keyboard, so we re, re uh, now, rewinded it. The password that she makes it and the password that she hands him. I feel like she probably should have given him the wrong password, because she gives him the password, mook. Yeah. Which is another word for idiot. Mm-hmm. You fucking mook. Yeah. I mean, so oh you want this password? Here you go. Yeah. That's not you the just real open password. it, and this is Mook, and maybe he can read it. And he would look at it and go, "Am I okay, Mook? Why didn't that work?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but that's the actual password. That that's the actual it. password. Whatever. Um. So, Lieutenant Stone gives Balkan Skull a special case, which is to patrol the dump because people have been breaking in, and there are. There are suspicious people walking around. So if they see anything Mainly specific, metal sparkly people. <laughs> yes, yeah, suspicious. Just move along. Yeah. Uh, Sprocket and Mondo are devising their plan. They're like, you know what? We were going to program our monster, but that Blue Ranger's got a program that seems like it'll work just fine. Yeah, for they our already monster. did the. Yeah, they already did the legwork for us. When we get that, when we get into that program. Like that blue one has a password. Perfect. That one's the stupidest. Let's go get him. Unfortunately, he's walking around with his boy that likes to clown him. The, <laughs> yeah, the Green Ranger. Yeah, he, and like uh, Rocky's like, no, I don't like her at all. She's rude. She's cold. Yeah, and he's like, clever. she's clever, aloof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he's he's giving all the pros. He's like like you said, clowning on Rocky, giving him shit. Whose side are you on? True loves, baby. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Adam's really funny, but uh, the cogs, the this cogs. One takes a huge step out of his cog portal. We think, yeah, you said it best. I think that was a distraction. <laughs> yeah, because he like a a cog portal opens on this fence, and he steps out so gingerly, and they all stop and just like look at him while four more jump out of the fucking sky. Yeah, out of their own cog portals, and they get into this fight. Uh, the fight goes well for the Rangers, obviously, but one of the cogs grabs a backpack, fucks off with it, runs to the study hall, enters the MOOC word, <laughs> or enters the enters MOOC word, gets the program, gets it on a disc, saves it on a four and a half inch floppy. Yeah, which means that that game was two megabytes. Goes goes to the dump where uh, they already built the uh, what do they call them? Silo. Silo. So Alpha calls him Missile Menace, which I thought was going to be Pretty his good. name. That's a, that's a Power Rangers monster name. Yeah, yeah alliterate, uh, alliterate, alliteration. Yeah. It's an alliteration. Uh, rolls pretty well off the tongue. 
got got some kind of evil um evil descriptor in there menace you know yes missile menace yeah let's do it fuck it but he's just called like missile silo no his name's just silo silo men si- si- silo young his no it's like it's not silas young <laughs> the last true man <laughs> uh, it is just silo like yeah. beyonce Mm. Yeah. So they they turn him on. He comes with Bulk and Skull. He he, he asks ask them for a, like input goes, or something. He goes, "Where are the Power Rangers?" And they just start screaming. And he goes, "Insufficient data. Answer the question." Because if they answer it wrong, he's gonna fucking missile them. That's what he. That's what he do. That's his whole reason for existence is to missile shit that is ignorant. So missile missile shit that gives, I can't say missile shit. My tongue fucking breaks when I say missile shit. So, in the power chamber, Zordon says, "Alpha Billy, Alpha William, we have the Rangers." And William walks in, in this gray shirt, and I. I saw him, and the sleeves are rolled up, and the first thing I thought was, damn, William. Yeah. What you doing? Yeah, like, you get a definite, like, he get a shot from front, get a shot from back, like, his that shirt clinging to the definition. It's it's the kind of shirt that's, like, loose, but the way it sits on his muscles makes you know that. Well, because he's got just a shelf of muscle. Yeah, dude, his chest is like two double black diamond ski trails. <laughs> his His back... It looks like a like a like like a fucking rock climbing wall. Yeah, you know, dude, like it looks like he's carrying a bag of boulders at all times. Let me scale that at the Mall of America. You know, like just like what the fuck? <laughs> you know, just like <laughs> God damn, like why how is Zordon not like Yeah. I think we chose wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like I don't I don't know. I don't know. You just there's oof. But yeah, um, the the silos on the loose. Yeah, and Adam and Rocky come in and like everything good, and he's like, "Yeah, we have some cog problems. Stole my backpack." And you're like, "What the fuck? Did they steal your backpack?" And he's like, "I don't know, man. Got it. I had a sandwich in there. It's a big one. <laughs> no books." <laughs> <laughs> so. They're told that they have to go face off against this monster, and they do a morphin time where they reach behind their backs, old school style. Force of habit. That's all. That's purely what it is. Force of fucking habit. So Mondo's on the ground when oh. they get there, and the missile man. They're like, yeah. Oh, all right, Rangers. My boy Silo's about to fuck your shit up. It's like, right? This is what's going down. And Silo asks them a question and fires missiles at them when they don't answer it, and. Mondo looks at Clank and says, make him big. So he pulls this, like, chain out of Orbis' yeah, side. Pulls, yeah, he pulls it out of Orbis, and Orbis kind of, like, becomes like a like a, a, flail. a flail. Yeah, he becomes like a flail, and he swings it, or like a, um, a hammer toss kind of th- situation, yeah. you know? And he, around and around we go, like in this Highland kinda, game style. Hi- yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense, I Kind of, yeah, maybe that kind of. That's why they made him Scottish. I guess I, that one thing, that one thing he does, which is the hammer toss with Orbis. But he uh, toss a Orbis at him, who like this, this like little kind of like um, 
this uh, kind of like Ethernet cable comes out of him and plugs into the side of him, makes him go big, which brings the Rangers or brings out the the Zeo Megazord. Yeah, because they just they summon the Zeozords and then they make the Megazord. There's no fighting thing, and they start playing. We need a hero during this battle. Or is that the next That's one? That's the next one. That's the oh, this one is where they play that crazy, like, end part of Zeo. Yeah, yeah. Use, yeah, 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 they do. They yeah. Like, it syncs up so well. But yeah, the next episode, when they're fighting on the lawn at that office. <laughs> so Silo asks them questions, and they get it wrong, and they get knocked over, and they're chained up. And Silo decides, we go into the moon. We're going or to the sun. Hurl them into the motherfucking sun. They are... Plummeting or plummeting or being they're, they're being, being pulled into the sun when they get in the like uh, Billy says that there's he lets Alpha says the Zeo battle helmets are the way but Billy says they haven't been tested so now it's time to test them he explains what each of them do uh, Rocky cuts them off and goes it's not time to talk shop we're gonna <laughs> die yeah. explains what each of them do um, Pink is a blaster Yellow's a jet. Uh, green controls gravity. Green can, is gravity control. Red's warrior. And blue has the power of the pyramid. Yep. Whatever. So. <laughs> so they put so they put on the green one. Remember, this is a tiny cockpit, right? There's a it, tiny cockpit where it's just just enough for for two people to sit shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. And you have one in the in the daddy seat. Yep. And that that's it, right? So there's a tiny ass cockpit. When each of these helmets switch on. When they switch to these different helmets, the the corresponding ranger then sits in the front. They're they got to gotta climb over seats. They, they're climb. They're definitely climbing over each other. There's no. There's nothing in there to indicate that there's like some revolving seats or anything like that. There's no room for maneuverability like that. So they are definitely climbing over it, and that is canon. Don't fucking at me. That's it. At that, me too, if you want to agree. <laughs> yeah, uh, at me if you want to agree. Seven. Otherwise, times I don't they, give a fuck. Seven times they change seats <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> in this jump, battle. They jump. Over, they're climbing. They're literally. They're climbing over over each other. Adams in front puts on the gravity helmet. The gravity helmet stops them, suspends them. Then they go to yellow, which which jets them away. By the way, jet uh, yellow is also guns. Just want to be clear, it is also guns. But it's not the cannon like pink. Yeah. When they come back down to Earth, they use pink. Well, they use red to enter the atmosphere. They use red to enter the atmosphere. I guess because it looks coolest. Yeah. Red's the, the default one, by the way. Um, but pink, when they put on the pink one, it's uh, it's just like a it's just a helmet with a big old cannon on the top of it. Yeah, it looks like a looks like a VR troopers villain. It, it does. This is very VR troop. Tro- uh, this is very. VR trooper shit. If you look at if you look at the monster they're fighting, he a lot looks of like Metalder villains. He looks like he fits right into the OGBC, but uh, the pink just they put on the pink helmet, the cannon blaster, whatever it's called, does does a shot, just one shot. Then they switch to Rocky, who he wants to he wants to try to for the power of the pyramid. Yeah, which is just as abstract looking as it sounds. So. It comes on its head, and, like, I thought it was cool-looking. It's not that cool-looking, though it is very on-theme with the rest. Like, it it matches the Zord, uh, the Megazord best out of yeah. all of them. 
But its power is it just glows and then it shoots out this like kind of pyramid beam. Pyramid beam that grabs him and just kind of shakes him in the air gently. Yeah. And that's the power of the pyramid, baby. The that, That's the diamond. There you go. The power of the pyramid. Almost throw, the DDP. Throw up that dynasty sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the rock is in the building tonight. Yeah, that is power of the pyramid, the shape which all other shapes fit into. And yeah, standard, <laughs> it is. It is <laughs> it's past, it is uh, withstand the test of time. Uh, yep, and it's mystical, and who knows how it works. But well, they go back to red, and they cut them, and they kill them. <laughs> that's it. Uh, Billy's like, oh, William's like, oh, the battle helmets work. That's good. Mondo's like, these fucking kids. I'm going to kill you. I'm going <laughs> to kill you. Uh, back at the computer lab, the 30-year-old woman, Angela, is what I'm going to call her. Uh, she's like, the computer program, someone got into the system. And Rocky's like, oh, someone did? Yeah, it's my fault. She's like, you gave someone the code? She's like, well, someone took it from me. But I got the program back, hands over the four-inch floppy. She goes, where did you find it? Hands over the four-inch floppy. Okay. <laughs> He's trying. He <laughs> <laughs> goes, where'd you find it? He goes, would you believe me if I said a junkyard? And he goes, well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So Rocky sits down and he's like, hey, since I saved the project, I think like maybe you need to go to the dance with me. And she fucking loses it. Rightfully yeah. so, by yeah. the way. Oh, because you saved the project? The project wouldn't have been in jeopardy if you weren't such a fucking idiot. You're yeah. not as responsible as... You couldn't be responsible for anything. She's, she's going to bite this man's head off. And Rocky yeah. pumps the brakes. He's like, hold on, time out, time out, time out. I'm just, like, I'm just trying to be friendly. I'm sorry. He apologizes. You know, like, it lets, lets her know that, like... That Goddamn, she's wearing, probably realize that she's wearing a short-ass skirt. <laughs> And he says, oh, this whole time on this project, you've been giving me the cold shoulder. And he's like, and he's like I don't understand why. Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. What did I do? You know, she says, look, I'm sorry. You know, she has a lot riding on this in her class. You know, this whole project, everything depends on college. Like, like her they, kid. They're, they're watching her kid. <laughs> <laughs> her, her eight-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like... So you must have it in for me. And she's she's biting her lip and everything. She's like, I'm sorry. I don't have it in for you. Yeah. But we should go to that dance on Friday. And then she's like, no, I really am busy. Yeah. I'm not going to go with you. Yeah. But she, like, it's it's perfect. Yeah. Because she says, friends, friends. And he, like, t- turns to leave. And she's like, oh, and about that dance? He's like, Yeah. Really am busy Friday. Ha <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Rocky. <laughs> you handsome son of a bitch. She does say I'll take a rain check, but that's meaning like, yeah. One day. Know, yeah. Maybe. But yeah, another, another, uh, I like it. I, I don't know. It's fine. Very fine episode. Yeah. Got some funny bits in it. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about our next episode right after this. For our final episode today, for crying out loud. This one aired April 27, 1996, written by Al Winchell, directed by Robert Radler. This one's full of bulk and skull goodness, because these boys are keeping our man, Lieutenant Stone, forgot his <laughs> name, forgot his name for a second, yeah. waiting. 
they're riding their motorcycle through. They run into a construction zone where the road is closed. They're like, you got to go back. Skull's like, nah, fuck that. I'm junior police. I'm going up on the sidewalk. Yeah, he fucking guns it. And yeah. they, they fly through, like, cones and, like, um, they fly... They like fly through cones and like freshly laid pavement and stuff like that, and they yeah. just they're just going and they're like, where the fuck are we, Skull? We're going further, further and further away from our destination. Skull's like, no, exactly where we are. They ride through a pig farm. Yeah, uh, this one cog stunt actor takes a nasty bump on some hay. Yeah, there's a whole like there's there's a whole like a like a hay like tower. A, it's a yeah, it's a hay tower, um, and. They're like running into it. Bulk's head is getting dragged across. Do you see what happened to his foot there? Uh, yeah. This that bump is so nasty. It is easily like two and a half stories tall. Yeah, it is a huge fucking pile of hay, like of of bales. So when he gets knocked off, he rolls forward. He takes a front bump. Takes a front bump. Rolls and he goes down a layer of hay. Smacks his back on the corner. Of one of the hay bales, when he's coming down again, hits his ankle on a hay. His bale. right, yeah, his right fucking foot. He j- he jams his knee hard on like a a lip of the hay, and then continues to tumble down. Yeah, like he, I oh yeah, and he and the way he was falling, he was gonna land on his hip. Crash matter not down there. That, that was, was gonna hurt. That's oh that was a. Hopefully, yeah. th- hopefully that was the last take. He lands crotch first on the motorcycle, and then Bulk and Skull say he's got to get off, and they toss him up enough to where his neck gets caught on a clothesline and beheads him. <laughs> Luckily, he survives, but beheaded yeah. in real life. Yeah, it's pretty pretty um, pretty expensive for a Bulk and Skull bit. Yeah. They did a lot of shit there. It was wild, wild and crazy, man. Lieutenant Stone is at Ernie's outdoor, and he is choking up on a bottle of ketchup like he's I've a, never seen anyone do. He's a psychopath. Do. He <laughs> is a psychopath. This is a dry guy. Yeah. This, this is, is a, a fucking dry guy. This is a dude that, like, this has never jerked off with lube in his life. Yeah. He grabs the fucking neck of that ketchup. How do you... Who has ever done this in the history of humans? Do you... Do you uh, dear listener, do you get your ketchup out by fucking wringing the neck? Wringing the neck of your ketchup bottle? This is a guy that definitely has a Red Room playroom. <laughs> Dude, Fifty Shades of Stone. Yeah, like... For sure. Oh, and he is... The way he is gripping it... He chokes the shit out of his wife. <laughs> they, have a, they have a safe word. It's yeah. consensual. It's not like... I no, I got you. I got you. Yeah. This is yeah, but he chokes the shit out of his. We wife. already know he has a lot of pent up aggression from dealing with uh, Bulkmeyer and Skolovich yeah. on the daily. But the way he chokes up on this fucking ketchup bottle, he sees it like it's his fucking dad screaming at him after <laughs> softball. You know, yeah. Like... So he is squeezing this, <laughs> and he's dreaming of squeezing Bulk's neck, and then the motorcycle is coming up on Ernie's outdoor. And Lieutenant Stone has the most, like, Cart- oh my god, these guys are going to hit me reaction for five and a half minutes before the crash happens. Yeah. Also, it just cuts to black because they don't got money. Commercial. To- <laughs> you think there was a commercial there? I do. You think there was a commercial there? I just think they just didn't, like, they had, 
no other way to get from point A to point B on this. Like, they couldn't show the bike crashing into... They couldn't show a crash. I mean, they just showed all that crazy shit. That I know they just showed all the crazy shit, but not here. Like, they can't do it here on this, on the Ernie's Outdoor portion here. Like, they couldn't... They well, couldn't set it up. I mean, it is only three minutes into the show. I don't know if there's a commercial at three minutes. Yeah, so I feel like they cut to black because there's no way for them to show the bike crashing. Because we see tables knocked over. There's a, inexplicably a chicken with them now because... Well, there was a chicken on them from the time that they went through the farm. Really? Yeah. I thought... I mean, I I made the logical leap that like the chicken came from there, but I didn't see the chicken riding with... Yeah, it doesn't matter. But he, they're uh, toppled over, covered in feathers, hay, now miscellaneous... spits out an egg. Miscellaneous uh, Ernie food. Yeah. Which is, you know, whipped, whipped cream, cream, popcorn. And uh, Tennis Stone comes up to him. Gets ketchup out so easily. Now, comes yeah, the out, ketchup has it's been jostled. Comes out like melted soft serve. Yeah, finally gets it on his burger. He goes, time for a special assignment, boys, which is... Handing out books to students, which I didn't know the police did that. But, okay. Uh, Tommy gets a psychology book, hands it back to Skull, sits down, gets clowned on by his boys because they heard what was going on, that he had to pretend that he was married to Catherine. Tanya comes down, and she's like, you two will be a very happy couple. And Tommy says that's not even the worst of it because Catherine has an idea to make it better. And here comes Catherine with a stroller with a small Asian baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, in the spirit of Tony Yamaguchi of VR Troopers, we have to screen match a child. Yeah. The boys, the boys are clowning on Tommy. Calling him dad. Tommy is such a piece of shit about this. He's like, I don't want to raise a fucking kid with you. I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to pretend... I'm trying to make a movie called Legend of the White Dragon on Kickstarter that can't raise its $500,000 because I never got enough of being a Power Ranger. It was the height of my career. I got a karate studio. (laughs) What the fuck? I'm going to make this bitch a star. Oh, my God. Tanya stands up. She smells shit. And uh, the baby starts crying because the baby is now cold. And got a diaper full of shit. Tommy rolls his eyes as hard as he fucking can. Yeah. Because he is a, like a selfish human being. He whined his way into being a Red Ranger, so, yeah. you know. Now he's trying to whine himself out of being a deadbeat dad. And back up in on the moon, Mondo and Machina are like, oh, that baby's crying? You know what we should do? We should fuck with that baby's voice. Because that baby's cry, it's one of the most annoying things in the world. Yeah, the humans. Yeah, they're like, the humans don't like that shit. What if we amplify it? Yeah, so they say they're going to send down, like, uh, baby boo boo mama. Boo boo -boo clown? Boo boo clown. Clown boo? Clown uh, wawa clown. (laughs) Clown wawa. Clown wawa? (laughs) Clown wawa. They send down clown wawa, who's kind of got like. His name is Boohoo the sh- Clown. He's, sh- he's shaped like a teardrop. Yeah. And, but he's got the... Okay. He, he's so, got like a very scary mouth. He's shaped like a cone, but his head pops off like he's a Canadian from South Park. His head pops off... Actually, 
he has the same mouth as I don't know if you would know them by this name, but he's got the same mouth as the Harlequin monster in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's the name of that one. It's the Harlequin monster, the one that has the. It's the Jack in the Box thing. Jack in the Box. No, I no. don't know. Nightmare Before Christmas is one of those things that. Um, while it's appreciated for like being a good movie, it's never one of those things that struck my fancy. Uh, I like the ride at Disneyland around Halloween, Christmas time, but oh, if I the Haunted Mansion version, yeah, or like or the, the the version of the Haunted Mansion when they convert it to Christmas, yeah, yeah, I enjoy that, yeah, but. The Nightmare Before Christmas has never been a movie that I've cared for. The only reason I know this name is because of Funko, because of Pop Vinyls. Ah. That's purely it. I didn't know it had a name until I saw it. But yeah, the Harlequin Monster. If you know what I'm talking about, if you know which uh, Halloween Town resident I'm speaking of when I say Harlequin Monster, you, you'll come to find that uh, Wawa Clown. But he's also shaped like the mayor. He's kind of yeah. He's got the teardrop shape, like I said. He 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 tapers off towards the top, but he uh, he goes into the baby's room. It's real creepy because it's dark, it, like dimly lit, and he like this little amplifier thing comes out of him, and he shoots it at the baby crib, and it yeah. glows. The next day, we see Bulk and Skull like monitoring the study hall, and they got like a no crying sign, like so they don't they don't want to bring that little. They don't want that kid to start crying again. They, yeah. they're, ve- they're very explicitly foreboding it. But Tommy and Catherine look like new parents. Like their hair is all fucked up. They look tired as shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been one day. <laughs> yeah. It's like if he starts crying, I'll take him outside. And when he starts crying, it causes an earthquake. Yeah. It's a real, it's kind of like, a, it's a pretty unsettling sound. Like the, they do like a, this kind of warble slash screech effect to the baby's cry. It's a uh, it is pretty grating, that's for sure. But it, yeah, it shakes the entire room. So Catherine and Rocky leave to take the baby to a place where things can get less destroyed. Tommy and Billy are going back to the command center, and they teleport right in front of Bulk and Bulk Skull. Bulk and Skull is not shown like they they're not shown to leave, right? No, they're just laying on the ground because they just got shook up. Yeah, they're still in the room, so fuck it, I guess. Mondo decides that he's going to turn it up even more. It needs more destructive force. Yeah, like, we need, to, we need to make sure that baby keeps crying. At the power chamber, they decipher that it's been fucked with by Mondo and that it has the same warble as Boohoo the Clown. Yeah, it shows, yeah, it shows um, the, way, the waveforms. Of the cry, it showed it before and after, blah, 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 explaining it to Tommy, what's going on. And, and and Billy's like, we don't know how, like, we know Mondo's behind it, but I don't know how he did it. If we find out how he did it, there may be a way to reverse it. And yep. in, the, in the park, Rocky and Catherine are taking care of and baby Joey. Yeah. And Tanya and Adam roll up, and they're like, what's wrong, what's wrong? And they're like, shut up. In the business He's park, sleeping. by the way. Yeah. They're in a business part. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, shut up. The baby is sleeping. Don't yell. And then Todd goes, I don't know what's going on. And <laughs> yeah. she is yelling as well. And I, and nobody acknowledges that she screams again. Yeah. But 
in the house were like, what the fuck, Tanya? <laughs> Uh, we know you're from the 80s, but that's no excuse. We know you're from 80s <laughs> Africa, but that's no excuse. So, <laughs> monsters show up. It's time to morph. It's morphing time. Cool fight. Very cool fight. This is exactly, as I was ex- explaining to Dan, this is exactly where I would have, where I would pretend to be a Power Ranger. Because they're, the, they're like in this business complex. Yes. They're next to this office building on this huge patch of green. And they uh, they morph there, and they get into this fight, and the instrumental of we we need a hero the instrumental of we need a hero starts fucking playing, and it's gnarly as shit. Yeah, and then Alpha comes in, yeah, to take care of Baby Joey, mm-hmm. and then the cogs just light him up. Yeah, they electrocute him and just shut him down and make him freeze. Uh, the Rangers are kind of beaten up by Joey's scream. Even though he didn't scream, but I guess he did in the scene that they cut. Well, the, yeah. Uh, and they Boo-hoo take the baby, steals the baby, and they put him up on a ledge somewhere. Yep. <laughs> King Mondo's gloating about how he's winning. Yeah. Uh, when William fixes Alpha, reboots him. Yeah, it's like reboots. Him. What's going on? Oh no, I lost baby Joey. And yeah. Catherine's like, "It's not your fault. It's not your fault." And Tommy's just standing <laughs> there with his fucking, eyes closed. Every fucking still of Tommy in this episode is him sleeping, l- standing up, looking like he's so annoyed. He is so not happy to be here. He's so fucking whiny. When is this gonna stop? I like. In, I remember him being in, better. I I don't know. I think that. I think that because well, I think we got. The wrong goggles on right now, or maybe not the wrong goggles, but we have, we we got our, the Tommy filter has been taken off of the glasses. We now have blue light filters instead of JDF filters. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we got the filters off. Yeah, and we're just kind of, yeah, we're kind of picking this character apart because he has just been a whiny bitch like this whole episode. He's been a whiny bitch. He's for been the past. a whiny bitch since season one. <laughs> it's been. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Like, I, I there is, there is, there's definitely stuff with Tommy in as a Red Ranger. I remember that I do like. And is I, it in and, Wild Force? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's a pretty good joke, though. <laughs> um, there is stuff I like with him as a Red Ranger, and I know it's a real thing. It's not just me like being nostalgic. It's later on, but. I'm hoping that's not all. I'm hoping that's not the only only time that he was a good Rand Ranger. Because right now he's just been... Yeah, he hasn't done anything. I just watched Forever Red again. And TJ has probably the best line in that entire thing. Hmm. When they're all walking away. He goes, did I ever tell you about that time I got baked into a pizza? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that is a good line. <laughs> Extremely good line. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, TJ. You a good one. <laughs> so, Alpha finds where uh, Baby Joey is and Boohoo the Clown and Clank and Orbis, and they are in a steam factory. It's a factory <laughs> that just produces steam. It's just a factory that produces steam and toxic waste. Yes. 
that's it. Uh, it's something you would see in the Detroit of RoboCop. Yes, definitely. Or in Judge Dredd in Mega City One. Yes, something like that. Uh, dirty Industrial. We uh, we get a kind of decently spliced together American and Sentai footage going yes. on. Because we have like a Sentai fight going on the ground while American Red Ranger is running up the steps to try and get to Baby Joey. And doing a bunch of whack-ass shit. Dan doing a bunch of whack-ass shit. But then he gets knocked off and he's hanging and then it's all Sentai footage. And it's all... I'm surprised how can like I'm like I can't wait. Can I'm saying I can't wait to to get to this episode to see why that American footage was needed because it seems like the Japanese footage, the same thing is going on. Maybe it's Goro going up there, not the Red Ranger, because mm. I don't know if the baby might be like scared maybe of maybe Red when Ranger. he when he when he hangs, like that's when he transforms or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because or? when he gets up to the top after the hanging bit, yeah, he summons the Zeo Sword. He does. So maybe it was something like that. He gets up to uh he gets up to baby Joey. Um Baby I'll Joey gets thrown off of the off of the ledge and Zeo Ranger five goes down to catch it. Yeah. And when he gets down there he notices that there's no baby in the stroller because the baby's at the power chamber and Billy's holding him. Yeah. Uh at this point they make the King Blaster, which they just call the laser pistol. And they shoot at uh, Boohoo the Clown. And then Red Ranger does the Zeo Slash. Clank makes him big. And then we get a Megazord battle. Yeah. And the Megazord battle is mm. kind of lackluster. Like, Boohoo throws some shit at him. That's what he got. Which he reflects. Yeah. Which the Zeo Megazord reflects back at Boohoo. Yeah. I, th- I think Boohoo said they're, they're baby bottles. I mean, there's not anything that goes on with the big part. Yeah. That like, th- like with most stuff, like the battle's been kind of lackluster and not as epic. Um, one thing is is that when the Zeo Megazord forms, they play the Zeo theme, and then immediately go back to "We Need a Hero." So I think that some of the music cuts in this episode are pretty bad, but all in all, like Zeo's pretty good. It's one of the. I was talking with Bryn earlier today, and she was like, "Well, what do you?" She always asks what we have up on the plate. She doesn't care, but she's asking to be nice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, we're kind of at an interesting point because, you know, we watched a new Ranger where it's not a good season of Power Rangers. It's an epic season of Power Rangers because it's the first one. But then Jew Ranger is kind of a whatever show until the Dragon Ranger arc. And then we go into Die Ranger, which is fucking incredible from start to finish with a terrible season of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And then we get a very good season of Sentai with a goofy and very good season of Power Rangers. And then we're going into a Sentai that's kind of, at this point, we kind of like... We don't know. Eh. Yeah, we, we don't know at all. Let's watch it. To a season of Power Rangers that I regard as probably one of the best seasons of Power Rangers. Yeah, I remember it Until definitely. we get to space. Yeah. remember it being one of the better. It's like, I, I think it's usually still commonly referred in, in the top five. Yeah, you know, of of uh, of seasons, I don't know. The obviously opinions vary and all that, but yeah, Zio is pretty highly regarded, and uh, I highly regard it. So, uh, right now, there's like enough new stuff that I'm like satiated on that alone. There's n- there's enough funny bits that I that I like a lot, you know. 
Uh, some of those are being influenced by us just being older and kind of like having our own opinions on the characters and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like Rocky getting burned in the last episode because we both see Rocky as a dumb dumb. But um, uh, so far it's been enjoyable. Uh, this episode uh, ends. With we gotta the... get. Yeah, we gotta get to the fuck you, Tommy minute. Yeah. So. In a, on the moon, the machine empire is arguing about how they should have gone with Sprocket's plan, and Clank says, you wouldn't know a plan that's good if it fucking bit you. <laughs> uh, on Earth, the rangers are talking about how excited they are to give the baby back so that they can go to sleep. The teacher tells them that they're getting an A because they thought it was incredible to incorporate the baby. But him and his wife are going out of town, Catherine, and they need a babysitter. This Saturday. Mr. Toggle. Yes. The Toggle family. And uh, Catherine's like, Saturday? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, she's like, uh, but she doesn't want to turn him down. Like, he's he's really enthusiastic he's got about twins. it. She's like, yeah, I'll do it. And, and like, when she c- confirms, Tommy just got <laughs> starts laughing at her. Yeah. And, and, like, and he's like, well, I was hoping it would be the two of you. Like, yeah. how you guys Both did. Both of y'all. How, like, how you guys did with uh, little Joey here. And Tommy then immediately just fucking sour pusses. Yeah. And Catherine goes, yeah, Tommy, let's do this. Yeah. And she laughs and he's like, oh, sure, no problem. I guess I'll do it. And it ends on him going like, ruined my weekend. Yeah. What the fuck you had going on? Not a damn thing. He was going to stare at the phone and hope Kimberly called. But that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had a fuck you, Tommy, at the end, which was funny, because the previous episode had a fuck you, Rocky. Pretty good. But, uh, yeah, uh, been enjoyable. Enough mm. new stuff to keep me intrigued without any any episode that's truly, truly a standout yet. Uh, just like, a, like in the first episode we talked about here, just seeing the full Zord armament go off and shit that... That first Zord sequence was real badass and cool. And Even though we know the characters, it's still a new Sentai, and it's still learning the powers and learning the idiosyncrasies of this version of the Ranger team. Yeah. Because they don't have their heart anymore. Yeah. William is now their tech guy. Yeah. So. This is a different makeup. Yeah. Like, they don't have... There the is not one original Ranger on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you ever fucking tell me that Tommy's an original ranger. He didn't come in until episode 17, Mark. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't ever tell me he's original. But, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Good. Just fine. Ready for more. Yeah. So I think that I'm, let's just call it call it a wrap on this one. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our show. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on all of them. So go get you some. If you like the show a lot and want to support us financially, you can head over to patreon.com slash powerplaythrough, where for as little as $5 a month, you can get all 30 episodes of our VR Trooper series, plus whatever's out of our Big Bad Beetleborg series. We want to thank Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough. If you want to go get yourself a digital download of that, you can head over to rainer.bandcamp.com while you're there. Go get yourself scenery, in-circles, disasters, koozies, shirts, Rory's Undying Love. And uh, follow Dave in Yellow on Instagram so you can see his incredible comic book collection. Mm -hmm. Just bought a CGC 5.0 of Amazing Spider-Man number one. I saw. Signed by Stan Lee. 
I saw. I'm sure that set him back about five thousand dollars. Yeah, there go all that Drake money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if you want to see an incredible comic book collection yeah. and a dude that travels for a living, uh, that is just living his best life. Follow Dave and Yellow on Instagram. Also, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to see a dude that married up, follow Rory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are a beautiful couple. Yes. Love you both. Um, <laughs> hey, his science teacher said to him, and he agreed. <laughs> hey, that's the dream, baby. He living the dream. Always married. It's, 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 yeah, you can't. Sh- it's it's safe. It's like John Abar can't. Sh- what are you gonna say to that man? You know, nothing. Yeah, you can try, but it's not gonna matter. <laughs> Hot white wife. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she is a witch, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, don't say anything too bad. Yeah, stay on her good side. <laughs> shit talk, John, not her. Yeah, she's wonderful. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, follow us on social media at Power Playthrough on Instagram, P Playthrough on Twitter and Facebook. But fuck Facebook. Yeah, they don't want all they're good for is memes. Yep, that's it. I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Just, just do it. I got a hot mouth. So uh, that's everything. Thank you so much for listening. And may the power protect you. Feels like you got like an edema going on in there or something. There's a lot of heat in my mouth, in the yeah. throat, and usually the only way for me to cure it is to eat hot bread, mm. also known as toast. But also I call it hot bread. <laughs> there is just hot bread that isn't toast. Yeah, that's freshly cooked bread. Yeah. That's too much time. Fresh off the loaf. Hot bread. Oh. It's like a man with cellulitis, but just his thigh. Just that's That's your mouth.